the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Um, let's talk about this week. It's kind of it sums up Wall Street. Not a lot of volume. Stocks were down on Monday, <clears throat> up on Tuesday, down on Wednesday, up on Thursday. Question mark? We think down today. So that's the way we're starting. You know, it's. Um, the news hasn't changed that much. Maybe a little perspective has, maybe a little um, uh, propensity for risk. There's very few catalysts right now that can be credited with us going up or down, um, including a 5% drop in the Turkish lira, which has resumed a larger downward trend following a three-day rebound where we heard countries like Cater maybe intervening and buying some of their currency. NVIDIA, uh, super powerful semiconductor company. What, this is exaggerating, but kind of. What Intel was from 1990 to 2010, NVIDIA is trying to to be for the next 15 years. That kind of dominant. So what do we have right here? Um, John Deere, NVIDIA. Is down 2.3%. I should mention that. Um, so they reported earnings that were not. Uh, the earnings are fine. The future was questionable, and the f- future was really tied towards cryptocurrencies. Remember, about a little more, uh, about a year ago, everyone was talking about Bitcoin and how you can mine cryptocurrencies and uh, how you need a super powerful semiconductor to do it. It's uh, Nvidia's. GPU and or AMD's G, uh, GPU and uh, what what should be noted here is that last year we ha- talked about how much upside there was to cryptocurrencies. Now people are starting to talk about has that play already played? Has that ship already sailed? So difference a little, difference nine ten twelve months can make, huh? Um, and maybe we have to have to have people quit on it and, and say that it's worth nothing. So, in essence, it is, because there's nothing that backs it up. 
So Nordstrom's higher today. They beat on their bottom line. But more importantly, they raised guidance. Raising guidance basically means things aren't going to come off the, the rails. The company strongly believes things aren't going to go off the rails for us. Um, so it's, that's, that's fine. So it gives you a little bit of safety, a little bit of a, you know, why is guidance important? Right there is why guidance is important. So we did open up lower. Um, Trump has asked the SEC to mull going to half-year corporate filings. A lot of companies in Europe do half-year corporate filings. So it's kind of interesting. Now, would it save businesses a lot of money? Yeah. Instead of doing it every 90 days, would it give you, the public, more information or less? Probably less. Would it potentially set up companies to abuse the fact that they don't have to talk to you, but every six months instead of every 90 days? I, that's I have a little bit of, I don't know. I'm, again, I'm, a, I'm a policy writer, right? So publicly traded companies in the United States currently file their earnings every three months or four times a year. The shift would allow for you know fewer filings down to as few as two. Now, we'll see where it goes. Maybe it goes nowhere. So, But that would be a win for Wall Street, I would have to say. Maybe a, a loss for John Q. Public. Apple's trading at an all-time high again today. Wow, that stock just keeps going. Uh, I saw some analysts put a $270 price target on it. I think that's the highest on the street at this point in time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some uh, other stories right now. The uh, You know what hedge funds are, right? Uh, they tend to take bigger positions in stocks, and they tend to you know, try to hold them sometimes for a shorter period of time. Two stocks that are getting big-time, big-time um, accumulation, uh, Altima and Spotify right now. A lot of people think Spotify is going to be acquired ultimately by Google, uh, maybe by someone like a Samsung. Uh, again, it's speculation, so... Do with it as you will. Uh, Walmart is a company that sells a lot of cheap goods, right? President Donald Trump's tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese good not only hurt China, but will hurt U.S. retailers that sell their products in the, from China, made in China. So Walmart, <clears throat> their CEO, is... They just had a great day yesterday, just basically hitting it out of the park with their internet sales and with their ability to surprise for the first time in probably 10 years. Um, so Walmart, you know, they're going to get out there and say, you know, uh, trying to find local sources are great, but in the end, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff made in China and tariffs aren't good. So Walmart is out there saying that there's going to be issues uh, of if they want to buy cheap goods and sell you cheap goods, uh, they're going to need some help. Higher costs are hurting John Deere's earnings. John Deere, big tractor maker, right? A couple things are playing into John Deere. Obviously, you get things like weather. You know, uh, a really you know dry season, drought, maybe fewer tractors are sold or maybe more sold. 
you get the cost of, there's a lot of metal in those tractors. So you have some commodity pressures. And when the president puts uh, tariffs on metals, uh, it changes the input costs. You get low interest rates, but you also get like growing economies. When you hear economies are growing, they tend to eat more. Uh, so you need to plant more and you need to tractor more. So John Deere is one of those interesting companies to me because they do a pretty nice job corporate wise of growing their earnings and their sales. Um, and they, they do run into these global recessions and, uh, hiccups with commodity costs. So, uh, you almost kind of have to give them a little bit of a break elsewhere out there. So that's John Deere. Um, I would, I would, I would always have John Deere and Caterpillar on a buy list to give you an idea. If there's a big market pullback, I'm going to go for quality names. I'm going to go for companies that have nice dividends. And, uh, those are two companies that I tend to feel very, very comfortable with. Mortgage rates are tumbling a little bit right now. As housing starts are starting to drag on the economy, it's, it's expected. Uh, so the mortgage market, good time to consider mortgage. Uh, historically, that says so, but in the last year, you're getting on in at the high end, right? So that's not good. Rates for homes, loans tumbled in line with the broader bond market. Even as the housing market's woes threaten to become a headwind for the entire U.S. economy. So, 30 year fixed mortgage rate right now sits at 4.5%. Uh, the 15 year fixed rate mortgage sits at 4.01%. And then you start getting adjustable rates down up 3.8%. So, not that big of a difference between adjustable arm, five-year, seven-year, and maybe a 15-year. A little bit more of a difference when you stretch it out over 30. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Making financial sense of your portfolio. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. A lot of people want to try to take every advantage of the market that you can. I obviously buy low, sell high. Get out right before market crash. Get in right as it's putting in the bottom. That's kind of a tough way to think. Uh, if anyone was that good at it, you know, how much trillions of dollars would they have? Pimco said something kind of interesting. Uh, they're talking about worst case scenarios in the economy, a recession. Dun dun dun. Pimco is talking a little bit about what. Should you do if you want to be right, if you want to be ahead of what's happening? And they're saying, okay, the economy takes a turn for the worse. Consider corporate bonds. 
shorter term corporate bonds. Now, to me, that's tough to get excited about. The shorter maturity means they're less sensitive to rate hikes. What else could you buy in a worst case slowing down economy scenario? Probably a basket of emerging currencies would be a good idea. Again, it's really, really tough to get excited about currency trading. There's a lot of costs when you buy. There's a lot of costs when you sell. The people who reveal themselves to me as not being very smart tend to ask, like, "Hey, uh, should I invest in the Iraqi dinar? Because uh, they're gonna, they're you know, they're so cheap right now, and you know, there's war, to, and it'll it'll get better. It may get wiped out <laughs> the dinar before it gets better, and there is no recovery from zero. Gold, gold finger, gold finger, gold's a good idea." The U.S. economy is going to struggle. Um, Again, people like to say, okay, stock market's really overvalued right now. A lot of people like to say that. And like, for instance, Mark Cuban went on CNBC recently, and he said, stock market looks crazy overvalued. I only own three stocks and three dividend-paying stocks, and that's it right now. And I'm short a couple issues, but I'm not going to tell you what. So he's stockpiling cash right now. That's another way to play it. But again, I'm not that guy who's going to say, let's you know, definitively do this, because I don't know you. I try to tell you definitively what I'm doing. Now, one stock that I'm just frightened of, and it's getting worse, is Tesla. Uh, the board members now are concerned about Elon Musk's use of Ambien, uh, thinking that it might be leading to some of his strange uh, interactions with the media. So Musk said in an interview, he now needs Ambien to sleep, but board members are concerned that the drug doesn't have its intended effect. And it can kind of become kind of recreational. Um, And the way it interacts could kind of hit you for a loop-de-loop. So Musk is in heat right now for saying that Tesla has 20% upside and we might take it private. But he's coming out today, and like this is where... I can't invest in the company, and I love you know the Tesla product look cool. It looks cool. I get it, um, but he's like losing his composure, and that's easy to do. And with cameras everywhere today, uh, easy to do. But Elon Musk went out of his way to say in a quote today: "The past year has been the most difficult and painful year of my career. It was excruciating." Uh, and he says, the worst is yet to come. I've had friends come by who are really concerned. Like, I don't know. For me, that would be tough. Very tough to say, I'm going to put $100,000 into this stock. It's interesting. The movie company, the movie pass, who for $9.99 a month, you can go see unlimited movies. Well, that business model crashed. And the stock has lost over 99.96% of its value. And I saw something kind of sadly, morbidly fascinating. I know you're saying, what did you see? What did you see? Um, people were showing pictures of their E-Trade accounts on their phone. For some reason, E-Trade's like the last company that's buying and selling the stock, and it's down to five cents or some, maybe even less than that. Uh, but people were showing that they lost you know, $100,000, $200,000, and they're blaming the company 
for saying, you know, you said you were going to be viable and you're clearly not viable. And I lost my, all my retirement. Um, first and foremost, don't ever, you have to identify story stocks, people. So unlimited movies for nine ninety five a month, that doesn't work necessarily. And I, I think there's going to be some charges leveled against the company because it does sound like they're probably over-promising even at a time where, if you look at the financials, just the money was being burned in a barrel. Uh, but I got a kick out of the people who said, I put my whole retirement into it and I've lost everything. And you're like, wow, you're pretty stupid for putting everything into one stock. Right now, had the company continued to go up, like at one point in time, it went from like eight to forty, and then back down to five cents. Um, had to keep going up like that. Good for you, but uh, it did it. So in the end, I guess it's the the point that I'm gonna I want to get across is in the end you got to make money. In the end, you got to make money. Um, so that's out there. There was a big internal meeting over at Google recently where the CEO, Sundar Pakai, and his co-founder, Serge Brin, had to meet with employees over essentially what's happening with Google. And Google said, uh, we're going to launch into China. We're going to do the search engine in China again. And that means we're going to give information over to China. And China could use that information to kill their citizens. It's universally considered not a cool thing to do, but... Google can't pass on China. It's it's too good looking. It's too tempting. It's too much of a big fat juicy turkey on Thanksgiving. You can't say no to it. But employees are starting to get upset at Google because when you sign up to work for a company, like if you sign up to work for Philip Morris, you know they're going to make cigarettes and you know people are going to die and you know you're going to know people who die and someone's going to look at you and go, my husband died because he has cigarettes. And you're going to go, your husband died because he smoked. <laughs> And then there's going to be tension amongst your friends. And that's never a good thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Campbell's Soup, publicly traded company. Um, I don't mind Campbell's Soup. There was a point in time where I owned some Campbell's Soup. I don't right now. And I did really well with it. But Campbell's Soup's got a lot of brands right now. Like they make, they have... um, uh, Snyder's pretzels. So they went out and bought Snyder's pretzels. They picked up a lot of debt. And now Campbell's Soup is saying, we should look at something that we can sell. What do we sell? want to sell? What brand do we want to sell in our company? Um, is it their biscuits? Is it their you know fresh food? Is it their carrot smoothies? Uh, but again, they're looking at their own product that they sell as a way to raise capital to pay down debt. Once you sell that asset, though, it's gone. It's gone. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
Ocean's financial money invested in more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Interestingly, out there, um, <clears throat> I think our goal is to always try to find compelling things to, to learn a little bit more about. Um, and there's a lot of myths out there, like if financial planning is only for rich people. Yeah, that's kind of true if you're looking at it that way, but you shouldn't. Yeah, I think it's for ordinary folks. Uh, everyone should have a financial plan. You should be able to write it down. I once carved a girl's name in a tree. Um, you know, and uh, it was like RB loves JB. And uh, when you carved it in a tree, it kind of made it true and made it real. So a financial plan is something you could write down <clears throat> and make it real. How much do you want when you retire? <clears throat> you know, a million dollars pays you $40,000 a year. Go look at your budget. If you're paying, you know, if you're spending $400,000, you are going to need $10 million, right? Depends. You know, again, I, I look at retirement as 60 to 70 is probably going to be okay, but after that, all bets are off the table. So my spending should start to go down somewhere around 70, right? Another slowdown. Um, a lot of people also try to, a mistake that they make is they don't ever look at their 401k. And they go, okay, I have this plan. I'm going to max out my 401k. I'm going to put 20% in international companies, 20% in large companies, 20% in mid-sized companies, 20% in small companies, and another 20% in income producers. And then through the years, they kind of forget about it, and they forget about it, and forget about it. And maybe two of those categories wildly outperform, and maybe three of them underperform. And had you rebalanced, you would have had a, a better return. It's worthy of note. You know, I don't just invest and forget. God, I feel like someone else says that on radio, and that is embarrassing to me. I'm stealing someone else's lines. Nice work. Ken Fisher looks creepy. Those commercials, what's well, bad about retirement? Not having any money. And I, I keep feeling like he's going to rip off a mask. <clears throat> so Kobe Bryant, love him or hate him, he's already surpassed his career earnings in basketball with his life after basketball. So his career, he made hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and LeBron James moving to LA is about his life after basketball and being closer to his businesses in California. Nothing against Ohio, but uh, when you invest a little bit of money into a pizza place and that pizza place goes national, nurturing it a little bit with some commercials and some endorsements, not going to hurt you. But Kobe Bryant, <clears throat> he invested $6 million into body armor. And Coca-Cola just, you know, basically took a huge stake in body armor. So his six million is worth two hundred million at this point in time. And it has further potential. <clears throat> so that's worthy of note that being able to do something after retirement helps. It helps a lot, right? Um this is probably the biggest sports endorsement uh, return. I don't even think you can call it an endorsement. But the return on body armor, the biggest return for a modern-day athlete in the business world, 
that anyone can think of right now. If you go back to LeBron James, he made $30 million from his investment in Beats by Dre when it was bought by Apple. So to turn $6 million into $200 million, that ain't bad. Like, you can see a lot of things with that ain't bad. One thing that you can do as an investor is try to get data. Sometimes data doesn't tell lies. Sometimes it does. You can certainly manipulate financial data. So, <clears throat> young adult consumers, those who are between 18 and 24, have cut their use of traditional television almost in half since 2010. That's pretty crazy. So, people between the ages 18 and 24 have cut their use of television by 50% in eight years. You would not want to be an investor in a gun company that sells bullets and bullet production's down, bullet, bullet down demand's down 50%. Demand for television's down 50%. That's a tough way to make money. It's a tough way to make money. So the only area where you see an age bracket that's consuming more media in the last eight years are people who are 55 years plus and older. 50 to 54 going down, less TV, uh, not a lot, two-tenths of a percent. People 35 to 49, 12.8% less television. Uh, People 25 to 34, 31.4% time less television. So you kind of get it, right? The data, I'm not going to say the data don't lie, but I, I, I would imagine on the younger skew, you're seeing data plans being used in bulk, right? So... Poor, poor, poor Comcast. They're in a bad position. So 5G, a lot of people think, is going to really hurt the cable modem industry for the first time. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I've been around tech stocks for 20-plus years, and a couple years ago, you'd go to Comdex, and you'd go to all these different trade shows. Um, and what was kind of interesting about it is like the CEO of Samsung would come out and he's, he's like, Oh, 3g it's coming. It's coming to a future near you. And it's unbelievable. Uh, and it, it shows him driving around Japan and you know, the, the map telling him turn this way and turn that way. And, uh, it was just one of those demonstrations where like, wow, the future's so great. It's like, I could order food and would just, just touch a button and they'll bring it to me. It's like, awesome. And then you're like, it doesn't really work like that five years later. And you're like, I, I remember once at Comdex, you gave a pretty silly speech about the future. Uh, so we'll see 5G's all that. I feel like 4G, the LTE services, uh, sometimes it feels a little overhyped. Let's just say that. So NVIDIA, there's a stock that you could potentially look into. Um it gave very, very light guidance, and yet they're coming out with product right now that is considered revolutionary in the world of semiconductors. So what do you do? Do you use the pause in the stock as a way in, or do you go, it's too much? What I would do if I really wanted to own the stock, I would consider an approach where you buy a little bit now and a little bit in a month. So you average into it, and then your little position is kind of set now. Or, you know, maybe you cut that position down again and buy a little bit, little bit, and little bit. So, uh, trading's cheap. 
I want to let you know increase in the number of trades you know throw you off too much. Um, and Lord knows trading's free on apps like Robinhood, right? So that's out there. So NVIDIA is, I would scale into it is what I was trying to get at. And that would take some of the risk off because it doesn't have a lot of down days and you don't want to be the guy who catches a fallen knife. Boeing is an interesting one right now. And Boeing is kind of almost a pure play on China and how China handles the tariffs and where do the tariffs go? What do I mean by that? Shares of Boeing are <clears throat> winging it higher when the United States and China says, oh, we're going to talk about trade later in the month. We're going to talk about trade later in the month. So it moves higher. And it moves lower when, you know, maybe we're going to put more tariffs on China. Maybe maybe China's going to tariff our tariffs. Wait, they're going to tax our taxes? Yes, you heard me right. <clears throat> so Boeing really gets hurt by the trade tensions. If you believe, like I do, that it's in China's best interest and the United States' best interest to do trade together, and that ultimately, sometimes before November, all this politicking will uh, show how tough Trump was on China. And he wins, and he gets to tell the constituents of the American uh, democracy that, you know, the Republicans saved the day. I, I, th I think some, a narrative like that's coming. So I, I, Boeing, I think, could go much higher pretty fast if trade tensions, have, which have hurt the bigger industrial industries, like aircraft makers. Um, I think it's a company that could really do quite nicely. Um, one analyst that I see has a $515 price target on it, saying that aerospace and defense has a strong upside right now. And that's kind of true. You're hearing about a lot of new planes being made at this point. Uh, a lot of military planes, but still a lot, of, a lot of, lot moving on at this point in time. A lot of moving parts. So Alibaba <clears throat> is kind of the opposite play. If Boeing is a pure play on trade tariffs, Alibaba has a big mystery to it. Um, <clears throat> as we put tariffs on their products and they put tariffs on our products. It kind of does hit companies like Amazon and Alibaba, who do a lot of internet sales. So 2017, Alibaba was a big winner. 2018, people are a little bit more curious, again, tied towards China's you know position on the economy and how they're going to handle Donald Trump. So it's getting interesting because it's had a really rough year. I think it's an interesting stock. It's the Amazon of China. Um with that said, I don't know much about politics in China, and that can change on a dime and destroy companies. I used to know a radio show who was pushing Yukos oil. I was like, you know nothing about oil, and you know nothing about what, what Russia can do. And that company went out of business. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
years i've lived a very 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 good life and i appreciate the role that i get to play in your life and help you figure out things financially hopefully it's the idea right trump aids fear that amorosa may have as many as 200 recordings that they will appear on that's got to be one paranoid white house right now did you talk with amorosa did you talk with amorosa what did you talk to amorosa about um, I don't know. Will that ever be a, a movie? Unhinged the movie? We'll see. NVIDIA is tanking a little bit today. And they're tanking on earnings. It's always an interesting time to buy or sell a stock when a company comes clean and gives you a report card. Um, so they're down about 6%. So it's had a hot run last year, um, or so far this year. Year to date, up 34%. So it's up 149% since May 2017. So what do you do? It's kind of a darling. That's kind of nice to be called a darling, isn't it? Um, I've been hit on where someone is walking by and says, it was kind of a cat call kind of thing. And I was like, wow, that feels good. <laughs> It's if it happened every day, it'd obviously not feel good. It's like getting recognized. I, I, I like it when I like it. But it's always weird when you're having like a chicken sandwich and someone's staring across from you at a, from a bar and they're they're trying to figure out if you're the the fat sports guy or if you're the, the the money guy or if you're the guy who helps consumer reporters. So anyway, all in good time, right? All in good way. Because there's a lot going on right now with politics with the White House, and it feels like. Mueller might, at some point in time, drop a bombshell, or this is going to be the most, you know, silent thud ever, right? It feels like something has to happen before the elections. Like politicians know. It's like the Federal Reserve used to not do a lot of movement uh, in October, right before the elections, because it it, it can short term, you know, move a market. And uh, you don't want the Fed makers, the policymakers, to move markets and uh, change elections. So, good economy, remember. If the economy's doing great, you're like, you know, I kind of like this Bill Clinton. Economy's doing great. If the economy's doing great, you're like, you know, kind of like this uh, George W. Bush. So, I think, had he just caught, uh, I don't know, uh, just trying to remember that whole what did he ride back in on? Uh, consumer sentiment hit its, hits its lowest level since September. Consumer sentiment's interesting, right? Uh, you get a call from a, a, a from a Michigan student, and they're going to talk to you, and you know, I have three questions for you. How do you feel about you know your job right now? How do you feel about the future? How do you feel about retirement? And they, they kind of can come up with you know a short term expectation, the long term expectations of people's consumer sentiment. And high consumer sentiment, you tend to say, you know what, I'll, I'll get that thing on my credit card. I'll do it. I'll do it. If you have low sentiment, like you're, oh my, I, I just saw my neighbor lose his job, and um, there's a big company in uh, Alameda that's suddenly moving to Denver because you know they don't have to pay the state taxes, and Denver's not bad, and 
uh, you can kind of, kind of get it into your head, right? So consumer sentiment, very, very, very important uh, as far as things that we watch. I, number one, jobs for me. That jobs report the first month, uh, Friday of the month. And then consumer sentiment's important. Think of it this way. Let's say you're depressed and you're going into Christmas. Um, are you buying Christmas gifts for friends and family? Or are you going to go, you know, I got to button down the hatches. I can't buy this stuff. For, I'm going to die. <laughs> if you're all depressed, you don't spend money. It's, it's out there. Now, again, some people, some people, and we know who they are, they like to shop to kind of, they say it, it helps with their depression. <laughs> I'm like, right. So Tesla's down 6% on Elon Musk talking about having to use Ambien to sleep at night. Um, let's say I'm going to give you, let's say you have $100,000 to invest in the stock. And you like their stock. You like their product. You like their, uh, you like it. Are you going to put it with a guy who's like, I, I'm having trouble sleeping at night? Probably not. I'm I'm just fascinated. Is he doing that to try to get the SEC off his back for weird tweets that he sends out? Or is he doing it because uh, he's just a weirdo who wants to tell you everything about his life? I'll let you answer that one. So, yeah, Google's facing kind of an identity crisis at this point in time. As is, uh, you know, a lot of companies that have that global footprint. You know, if you knew how an iPhone had to be made, you'd probably go, that's pretty inhumane. So, Michael Cohen reportedly backed off uh, paying Stormy Daniels until the excess Hollywood tape was released. And this is going to be, you know, tied towards... Trump's defense. It's just, it's crazy what's going on right now. And going into a weekend, you're always like, I wonder if Trump's going to tweet a whole weekend long. What's he going to do? Isn't it funny? We have a president who likes to watch the news to, to hear how he's doing. That's just funky. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for being a part of the show each and every day. If you send me some ideas, um, I tried to give you like a stock idea today, NVIDIA. So buy it when you can, not when you have to. It's a super high flyer. It's got way more downside right now. But if you're the one of those people that <clears throat> feel like a high-quality semiconductor play got away from you, consider it. Have a good day. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.